Welcome to the Ambitious Freelancer Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cross of The Happy Hour Canton, and I'm here to help you show up as your best self while you're finding clients, working with the clients, and getting those testimonials to build your better business. We'll be talking about everything you need to know when it comes to freelancing, whether you're a beginner or someone who has a few years under their belt. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the Ambitious Freelancer podcast. So today we're going to be talking about the important topic of finding your freelance niche. So I'm going to try to make this as general as possible, but obviously I am a writer. So I'm going to share my niche with you in case you haven't picked up on it yet. I've been pretty open about it in other podcast episodes, but yeah, I just wanted to share that with you in case you're new to the podcast. My niche is freelance writing obviously but I'm a freelance writer for HR tech companies or human resources technology companies so I write content about talent acquisition employee engagement diversity all kinds of different topics I've found myself working on I love the niche it's something that I've grown with over time like it wasn't my original freelance writing niche I originally wrote more in higher education and digital marketing because that's what I knew from my college experience experience and also creating my own personal brands in college so I wanted to talk about those types of things uh, but eventually if you listen to the Upwork episode you know that I found HR tech by happenstance when I was pitching a company that just seemed interesting to me and then after working with them on a few posts I really just started enjoying the content and finding ways to create more HR tech content and so now that is my niche when it comes to freelancing. So I really love the niche because it's interesting to me. I can talk about all kinds of different stuff. I'm always learning new things and also the pay is pretty good compared to some of the other niches because these companies have an actual product. So I mainly target their HR people. So HR tech blogs, oftentimes they target the actual HR professionals. So, and they usually have some kind of products because they're a tech company. So a software or something like that is what they normally usually have. So some kind of software that will make people's lives easier in the human resources world. So they have an actual business model, which I really like because when I worked in higher education and digital marketing, it wasn't always really apparent what they were selling. And when that's the case, it's really difficult to make a lot of money because obviously they're not making enough money or they might be making some money, but not enough to really justify paying you a lot of money. So when someone's main business model is running ads on their website, you need to run far away because they're not going to pay you the money that you deserve. So a lot of people are like, oh, we're revenue sharing or we're ad sharing or, you know, our main thing is affiliate marketing and ads. Like, I would not work with a company whose main goal is to sell ads or to use affiliate posts affiliate things because I understand and that's there's a time and a place for that I've worked with companies or people whose main goal was just advertising revenue and affiliate marketing revenue but the thing about that is is that's not a general that's not an actual business model that's going to grow with you as you increase your prices so when you're first starting it's going to be cool because they're going to pay you some money but as you increase your prices as you get better at what you're doing likely that same affiliate marketing company that same affiliate person is not going to 
to make enough income to pay you what you're truly worth. So if you're just starting, yes, definitely. Those are great people. You want to help those people. Those people do definitely deserve the help if they can give you some money. But at the same time, that's not a thing that you want long term or for the foreseeable future because honestly, it's just not that much money. And if you're really wanting to make a decent income with this, you're going to have to kind of raise your prices. I'm not telling you to raise your prices to an exorbitant level, but I'm telling you, you shouldn't be working for like five cents a word. Like that's a really small amount. So you want to try to get your rates up to 10 cents a word or 20 cents a word. Hopefully like even more than that. Like I'm kind of in that 20 cents per word range right now, kind of 10 to 20, depending on like the client. And I like that space more than when I was at the five cents per word range. So, you know, and I'm always trying to figure out if it would be okay to like raise my prices in whatever way possible. So, um, yes. So now let's get into the actual conversation about what a niche is, how to pick your niche and all that good stuff. Cause I've told you about my niche and how I picked it and my experience. And I want to give you guys some tips on picking your own niche. So the important thing about niches is that you want to pick something that you're interested in. If you're writing for stuff and you hate it and you just cannot stand writing for it. And it's just like you just, every article that you write is like a pain in your side or every, you know, client that you work with is a pain in your side because you don't like what they're doing. Don't do that niche. Even if it pays you good a good amount of money, working on something that you hate, even though it pays you well, is not the life that we're trying to live here. We're trying to live a life that we are interested in. So we wake up every day excited to tackle the next project. That's what I want you guys to think every single day when you're waking up. Because if you're not doing the nine to five life or you're trying to do this on side to supplement some of your nine to five income or you're a college student trying to make a little bit more income with freelancing like what's the point in doing something that you hate every single day like there's no point in that so this is something that's gonna take some time and effort and energy and I don't want you spending way too much energy on something just because you hate it so obviously you also want to think about what's going to pay you well so you want your niche to actually give you some income because obviously you can't work for free and you have bills or you have some things you want to do with the money that you're making here. So you want those to mend together. So you want this to be something you're interested in and also something that's going to make you some money. So some people, when they are in these kind of niches, I think that every niche can be profitable if you're targeting the right clients. So that's going to be another thing you have to do. Like on top of doing the work with finding what you love, you're also going to have to, if you're going somewhere where you're like, oh, I really love this topic, find the person who's going to pay you that money. So find the client or clientele that's going to pay you the money for that. So obviously with HR, like I really like career content too, but career content, depending, it may not pay as much. So HR content is similar to career content enough and uh, it has a better like clientele base. I can like make a little bit more money with it. So I would say just figuring out who is going to pay you for it. So if you really love talking about parenting, yeah, a parenting blogger is probably going to be one of those people who's going to be really focused on affiliate marketing and ad revenue, and they might not have a business model to actually pay you what you're worth, but maybe you can pitch the people who are higher up in the parenting niche. So really, the more bigger blogger,
bloggers in the parenting niche because I'm pretty sure they probably have Ghostwriter or something like that helping them put out so much content. So pitching those really high people in the parenting niche, parenting blogging niche, if you really want to work with bloggers or working with parenting magazines or working with some parent companies who want to target parents. So that's a big thing with me. It's like maybe working for an HR blog probably wouldn't make me much money, but I'm not really targeting HR blogs per se. I'm targeting companies who want to reach HR people and in turn they create a blog to reach those human resources professionals. So instead of targeting like parenting blogs, target the companies who sell products that reach out to parents. So maybe like working with a crib company or a a company who sells like diaper bags. So maybe they want to create a blog that's parenting focused to help parents so that parents see their diaper bags and then buy their products so that's the thing it's like figuring out what how all of these things go into place so the great thing about content marketing and this isn't really about content marketing but I like I said I do have a lot of content marketing experience and I think writers in general are the people who truly need niches I think graphic design and other people can need niches but let me just say I I think writing focused first because that's my niche. (laughs) So um, with content marketing, like the purpose of it is driving traffic to the site so that they can sell better products, so they can sell their products, whatever those products happen to be. So if you can find, if you can help them reach their ideal audience, you know, that's your purpose. So maybe they might not even have a blog up. So you might say, hey, would you like to start a blog and I can help you start this blog that would help you reach out to parents and I'm a parenting blogger and yada 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 if that's what you're doing cold pitching or maybe finding diaper bag companies who already have parenting blogs and then you can be like hey do you need another writer on board with you so there are so many options for this so let's think about another niche that's pretty like maybe kind of weird so maybe you want to talk about food so you love to create recipes Uh, working with a food blogger might be helpful but you might even have a better idea or a better like chance of making decent money working with a food production company or a company who creates food for actual people so saying hey I would love to help you with your blog by creating some recipes that your audience could use that utilize your products and so driving people to your website maybe looking for so maybe it's a salsa brand you can say hey I can create all kinds of salsa infused recipes so that if someone's looking for you know enchiladas or something I can create a recipe that includes your salsa and then you can utilize that recipe on your blog to drop traffic to your website and sell more of your salsas. So that's just a really long-winded explanation of like finding ways like to create a niche or to use your niche in a bigger way that's going to make you a better income versus like thinking of bloggers. Bloggers first is not really like the best mentality if you want to make a decent income with like working as a freelance writer. So I want to do, I do want to spend some time focusing on like picking niches in other realms because obviously this has been a very writing focused episode I didn't mean it to be but you know I can't say stress this enough I am a writer so picking a freelance niche in other like areas so editing or graphic design or whatever the case may be you might not want to get so specific on 
I guess the the people you help like for instance you might not want to be a graphic designer for just food people but to be honest though that can be really helpful so like with photography a lot of people are very specific like I do maternity shots or I do food photography or I do you know office shots so like if you want like to do headshots for your office that's what I do so being specific does help you as a freelancer whatever your thing is so it is limiting because you're not being everybody's everything but at the same time when you're everybody's everything it creates a lot of hecticness and it can make it really hard for you to make a dent with anyone because at the end of the day people are really interested in finding the people who are going to help them with their specific problems so a generalist can never help you with your specific problem because they're too busy being everybody's everything they're too busy working with everyone they don't really have a particular client that they're going after and therefore like all of their content is so general that it can't really be helpful for you all of their marketing materials are so general that it can't be helpful for you so if someone is choosing between a specialist and a generalist they're probably gonna pick the specialist like for the doctor a general practitioner is awesome but if you're having a heart issue you're not gonna go to a general practitioner the entire time you might start there but you're like hey can you refer me to a heart doctor because I need this heart help and I know that you can do some general stuff but you don't have like the skills to actually sit down and like really work with me on what I need so I'm gonna have to go for a client who can actually or a doctor who can actually help me so the same thing with graphic design so maybe you love graphic design you love designing graphics for everyone but then someone's like well I need really help with this I need to know what's gonna help work in my industry and I love your work but it's not I don't really see myself in it. So I need to work with a graphic designer who can really tailor to my needs and know what's happening in my industry to be able to help me best. So while, you know, graphic design and all these other freelance niches, you might think you don't need to be so specific. I would definitely try it. Try it out. See how it works. See if you can actually make get those clients and then, you know, see what happens. You never know until you try it. And then if it becomes like difficult, and you're not making as much money by being specialized, then go back out a little bit, you know, widen your scope a little bit. But, you know, I would definitely consider getting a freelance niche because I feel like it will help you out so much with attracting the best clients. Even on job boards or even on, like, those job sites, like, you can be really, it's really helpful to have that, like, distinction versus being, I'm a graphic designer for everyone. I'm a photographer for everyone. I'm a writer for everyone. Consider how you can niche down and make more money in the process. I feel like a big part of niching down is that expertise. And expertise means that you're able to command a higher income. So that is definitely something to think about as you are thinking about getting a a niche is how will this actually impact my income? And I think you'll find that it is very impactful in a positive way. So I hope that you guys enjoyed that episode and I cannot wait to talk to you guys again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Ambitious Freelancer podcast. I'm so excited that we got to hang out today. If you want to hang out between uploads, check out thehappyarkansan.com slash ambitiousfreelancers. There you will find more support and advice as you grow your freelance business and connect with other listeners of the podcast. I cannot wait to see you in the group and I will talk to you in a few days with some more great advice.